my name is Jamila Rizvi and I am joined by my glorious co-host Astrid Edwards and this is Anonymous Was a Woman. We have just completed a rather racy episode for us literary types that is all about the difference between lust and love and we are dropping back into your feed today with an extra discussion that we didn't quite get to. Astrid, I want to know who are your couple goals in literature? What are the best relationships that you have seen portrayed on the page? Well, this is going to be a weird and wonderful insight into my psyche. When you pose that question for me, honestly, the first relationship in literature that I thought of was actually from Anne Rice's Vampire Chronicles. And I am talking about the great bromance between Lestat de Lioncourt and Louis Pointelac, handily played by Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt in the 1994 terrible movie. This is basically a centuries-long homoerotic romp of uh, best buddies who uh, love each other yet hate each other and sometimes sulk like teenagers for a decade or two at a time. I simply love it. And when I was a teenager, this gave me relationship goals. I made a very funny face uh, for those listening at home when uh, Astrid admitted that her relationship goals are vampires. I thought that you would laugh at me and not take me seriously and I would have to come up with something a little bit more serious. So I do actually have two uh, vaguely realistic relationships. So firstly, from literary fiction, there is, of course, Tolstoy's Anna Karenina, uh, and that is the relationship between Levin and Kitty, which... You know, I'm not sure we all want a marriage set in revolutionary Russia, but nevertheless, it's a relationship that changes over time. The passion wanes, the passion comes back. They have quite a bit of respect. And, you know, by and large, they're pretty functioning over decades. And that's kind of rare in literature. That's a nice depiction. But then, of course, the next one I came to was Arthur and Molly Weasley from Harry Potter. What? How is that couple gold? Okay, you're going to have to break that one down for me. 10,000 children in a tiny house? Uh-uh. Yeah, but they had love and everybody else in that series is either uh, not in a functioning adult relationship, they are a death eater or they're dead. I'm sorry to put it bluntly. We don't see couples very much or the intimate places that couples have in Harry Potter very much, but we see intimately Arthur and Molly Weasley and let's face it, everybody wanted them as parents and they were doing something right. I think they were parent goals, but I disagree on them being couple goals. He was always off and venting stuff and doing dangerous things and not listening or paying attention. And she was doing all the cooking and the cleaning when she was rad and better than that. Nah, parent goals, not couple goals. Okay, all right, fair enough. What about you, Jam? What are your couple goals or friendship goals in literature? Okay, I want to start with a bit of an unusual one, but from a very well-known book. So in Pride and Prejudice, cliched as they get, right, we are centered around the fortunes of Ms. Elizabeth Bennet and her sisters. At one point, though, we get to see the only functional, moderate, loving, but respectful and not batshit stupid or kind of shy and retiring to the point of not liking your partner couple in the book. And that is Elizabeth Bennett's aunt and uncle Gardner. I don't know if you remember, but they have this like lovely kind of um, stay in the country together. They've got lots of children that they care for in London. They're actually good parents. They have mutual respect for one another. They care about their nieces and they want her to live well and marry someone she loves and respects. And they are a whole lot better to one another than Elizabeth Bennet's parents are. And they're a whole lot better to her on the whole than Elizabeth Bennet's parents are. That is really true. But I have to admit, until you reminded me that they even existed, I forgot 
that they existed in the world of Pride and Prejudice. Because nice, sensible, comfy, moderate love is boring. It kind of is. All right. So that's your couple goals. That's a good relationship that you found. But, you know, there is the reverse. What about a bad one? Okay. Are you a fan of John Steinbeck's East of Eden? I have to admit the only Steinbeck I have read is The Grapes of Wrath. I think this is one of the great forgotten Steinbeck books. But to my mind, controversial opinion, I actually think East of Eden is the best of Steinbeck's work. Uh, The kind of epic like 10 bazillion page novel follows two characters who are brothers, the Trask brothers, and one of them makes what can only be described as a truly horrific, terrifying, horrifying, ultimately uh, human life ending mistake of marrying a woman called Kathy Ames. And in fact, both of the brothers end up sleeping with Kathy in the book. Kathy is later described by John Steinbeck as a malformed soul who burns down her parents' house and also previously worked as a sex worker, which in those days when they had horrible, horrible uh, assumptions and stereotypes about sex work was a marker of her being of ill repute. That bit, of course, is horrible, but Kathy herself is genuinely horrible. She cheats on her husband with his brother. Uh, she's pretty much awful as a wife and as a mother. And uh, spoiler alert, she ends up shooting a husband and then running away. So that is not my couple goal. Well, she sounds like a horrible character, but I'm kind of intrigued by the book. I also came up with one and it's probably a really obvious one. I thought of Nick and Amy Dunn in Gone Girl. Oh, that one is truly awful. <laughs> Astrid, it was so nice to have an extra chance to chat love and lust in literature with you. I think we came up with some pretty horrible ones, but we came up with a handful of lovely relationships on the page. And we have definitely concluded that the less happy, less stable, less awesome romantic relationships are the ones that make, on the whole, for better stories. We are going to be back again next week talking solidarity in nonfiction and fiction. I am so excited about this one. We will be interviewing Mr. Benjamin Law, who is all around wonderful Australian, as well as a screenwriter and a writer of fiction. Please make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, leave Anonymous Was a Woman a rating and a lovely, lovely review. Bye. Bye.